This podcast may contain language that is not suitable for all listeners. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Without Definite Aim. This is a podcast where we use a random topic generator to dictate the direction of the conversation. My name is Vinny. And I'm your other host, Drew. And we are lucky enough to have uh, a guest who's never been on the podcast before. Welcome, Tom. Hi, guys. Tom is uh, locked down like all of us. We're doing this through Skype. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a three-way it's Skype. <laughs> a three-way Skype. <laughs> yeah, listen, we're just going to kind of roll with the rest of the uh, uh, of the punches like the rest of the world right now. I'm going to try it out, see how three dudes can do on Skype. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be great. Last time we did a three-way Skype, it was Drew and I in a room with Dave, or a.k.a. Sizdog, from Australia. Right, and we had a we had a couple hiccups, but uh, it worked out. Yeah, it did kind of work. It was a learning curve for us. Tom is uh, a long friend. I met him through my wife uh, many moons ago. They worked together at a place that made kites. <laughs> <laughs> that that is all true. Is that can I? Is there a better intro? If you if you want to say something about yourself, you can. No, that's pretty much the long and short of it. I mean, if you go buy a dragon kite at your local toy store right now my hands are still on the back of that package showing you how to assemble it and that is my claim it, to fame in life <laughs> it's so. true everywhere i go x kites kites they're the they're the, seem to be the only kite company that exists at least nationally yeah i mean for as ridiculous as a company as that was they were extremely successful in cornering the market on kites that don't look like kites. <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, established in 1992 and based in Brisbane, Bentec is Australia's only manufacturer of the stainless steel tube. Uh, the, the company then takes the tube in various shapes and form and manufactures grab rails, handrails, boat rails. Aye, aye, Captain. Ha-ha. <laughs> And a range of other products for the aged care, disability, and transport markets. If you'd like to look them up, you can find them at www.bentech.com.au. Thank you, Thank you Bendy. Bentech. Bendy boys. Bendy boys for life. It's true. We are the Bendy boys. We have t-shirts to prove it. Cute t-shirts with, with neon lights on them and everything. It's, it's amazing. Hey, before we get deep into random topic generator territory i have a little surprise for tom I mean, it's a little one i just wanted to introduce him to the aussie button god the unofficial god dd of the podcast here he comes g'day mate <laughs> oh god it's perfect it could Love it. Me. that was the one <laughs> the aussie it's button pre- god tom yeah i love that that's great very uh, accurate He's just a little button, too. you know, and we sometimes we, we push him and he spits out a little sound. And, you know, depending on the, the mood and tone of what we're talking about, he surprises us with his uh, enlightenment. So it's, it's not always good day? Oh, no, God, no. No. It's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I may or may not be uh, making a bit of a confession here, but um, I have dedicated my life and works to the Aussie button god. I do, uh, at the end of my day, go home every night uh, on my hands and knees, kiss the ground beneath where the Aussie button god lays, and I pray to him. And more often times than not, I get, I get an- the, pra- the prayers get answered. So um, it's my favorite god of them all. Um, Thank you so much. I've actually been looking for a new god. Yeah. The one I've been praying to <laughs> has not been listening. So uh, The Aussie button god listens, that's for sure. I appreciate that. Anytime, he anytime. Does. So uh, I'll... He does. We should get started. I would assume, Tom, uh, that you kind of know how this works since you listen 
Um, is that true? Yeah, I'm excited to hear what the first topic is going to be. Sweet. All right. Without further ado, let's do this. What are your favorite words or phrases? It, it must be said that, that we use um, poo-poo, pee-pee, caca very much on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, it seems like we, you know, one way or the other, our episodes kind of go in that direction. Um, and more oftentimes than not, you find us talking about poop, pee, our kids' poop. Well, I don't have kids, but Vinny's kids' poop, pee, caca. Yeah, poop, poop, pee, pee, penises, vaginas, buttholes particularly, actually. Can't leave those out. That's good to hear, because 95% of the conversations I have with adults involves some form of caca or butthole talk like current state of or or past um, states <laughs> looking forward to it <laughs> yeah or, pa- or past states uh so that's good to hear yeah i'm a big fan of caca and <laughs> caca talk uh, so i think i mean caca in and of itself would be one of my favorite words just because Ca- of how juvenile it is uh, i'm i'm a fan of uh pukaka <laughs> oh. just a a flip on caca or are we talking about yeah it is different? it's just it's just instead of just saying poo once like caca is it's poo you're just going poo 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 caca yeah the redundancy <laughs> actually helps there it does there's a lot of repetitiveness in our household i have uh three children particularly my two twin boys like to repeat the same words all the time yeah you repeated the same person right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah those uh those boys are rowdy they'll get you they'll get you yeah like usually once a day i'll be in the kitchen or something and i get a slap on the penis and they said haha touch your penis and then the <laughs> other one come and does it <laughs> oh man and then you have to have a conversation with them about the fact that hey we do have those parts on our body but it's not appropriate to touch everybody's parts on their bodies like that has that been a problem have there been public pee pee touches no, they're more. They like to slap on the ass. I don't know why. Well, that's just good sportsmanship. <laughs> yeah, it's like a the, the the good old good game, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's an attaboy. Drew and I have regularly talked about how it's appropriate to slap another man's. Or I, I mean, I don't know about women and women's sports, but in you know a lot of sports that involve men, slapping another man's ass is good game, but. It is, but in all other parts of society, you know, in the workplace, you can't, you know, roll up to Gerald and say, slap, geez, that, that, um, that letter that you typed up for the company was fucking great, mate. Yeah, hell of an email, Jared. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Jared. (laughs) What a guy, dude. Yeah, we do, um, Vinny and I make it a point to try to slap each other's ass. <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> as much as possible in the workplace. But you do, um, you got to be careful. You can't just go around and slap everyone's yeah, ass. Yeah, you have to be careful of that because, you know, in this day and age and oh, the rolling out of... is so unforgiving. <laughs> it really, it is. I mean, you can't even have two, you know, adults uh, who are consenting slap each other on the ass without... Being a little afraid of <laughs> what other people are feeling. Well, yeah, now you're victimizing someone who's watching. <laughs> the watcher. <laughs> so you got to be aware of your audience. Luckily, on this three-way Skype call, we could be smacking each other's asses all we want. We're actually smacking each other's asses right now. Yeah. All at the same time. Any other... Listen, I, I do have to say that, um, back to the original question here, one of my favorite words around, and it's it's because of its aggressiveness, it's the word cock, right? The the hard C with the CK at the end, um, especially, you know, playing a lot of video games in quarantine. Uh, I've had the opportunity to call a lot of 12-year-olds uh, a cock, or uh, you're being a cock, or you like gobbling cock. It's just strong. <laughs> I just go straight to thinking of you doing your Christopher Walken saying that word. Can you do that for everybody? Because I mean, I would feel honored right now, and for Tom too. You're putting me on the spot. Oh well, I know, but I, I got to get into the mindset. I need a I need a few moments to do my okay, Christopher well, get into the Christopher Walken mindset. Right. Okay, here we go. All right, you know, you know, your your child is gobbling a lot of cock. 
is a 12-year-old who likes <laughs> cock. I'm glad we have the video on, because I, I was able to watch him transform. <laughs> no, listen, I... I've I've always I've told Vinny this I've always been a, a disciple of the fact that you need to be physical when you're doing these uh, these impressions or voices because a lot of it to be able to get the Christopher Walken you got to go up and down you know you got to do a lot of moving uh, because that's what that's kind of what gets your voice the inflection <laughs> to go up and down you know it's a gotta you like cock. so now. Tom it's will, like uh, uh, it's like the Italians, you know. They do a lot of this with the wrist, you know. You gotta, you gotta do a. I need a, a, the popcorn, and I'm starting to do a Christopher Walken again. Is Christopher Walken Italian? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. He definitely. Don't, yeah, I don't know. He's definitely got a lot of that, like you said, like a lot of the, the way that he kind of throws his voice is like very up and down. It seems kind of very Italian in a way. I never really thought of it until now, but. When you made the Italian connection, I was like, that's a fucking spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> spicy meatball. I like yes. cock. Yeah, it's a, it's a good word, right? But yeah, I just take that out of context. I like <laughs> cock. I just took it in context. And <laughs> oh, Jesus. I appreciate you sharing that with us. You're in a safe place. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And this is where we're in the circle and we all smack each other's ass at the same time. Good game, boys. <laughs> the, the triangle smack, sorry. By the way, a quick Google search tells us that Christopher Walken's parents, uh, he was raised by a German mother and a Scottish father. Disappointing. Right. Disappointing. So not Italian. But I will say he was raised in Queens. Yeah, he's okay. New York through and through. And that's influenced by a lot of cultures. Right, so it's essential. I mean, he's essentially Italian. Do you? I mean, Tom knows. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. just sounded like an expert on the five boroughs. I've only ever been there once. Didn't leave Times Square, so <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Is that true? You went to New York and just stayed in Times Square? Uh, I didn't literally just stay in Times Square, but we did stay. And in- yeah, he was sleeping up on the steps. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I went there without any hotel reservations or knowing anyone so it was a very authentic new york experience i got yeah robbed at gunpoint spat on lived as a homeless person and then got back on a flight and came back to southern california my favorite part is either fighting pigeons for food or getting shit on by pigeons either way it's a lose-lose yeah which, <laughs> which would you rather do Tom, do you have any go-to fav- favorite uh, phrases that, uh, I mean, they don't have to involve penises or asses, but if they do, great. I mean, I kind of felt like they, they needed to incorporate one of those two things. I mean, just to offer a counterpoint, I'm not a fan of cock. You know, that's that's fair. Again, we're in a safe sp- safe uh, spot here. So um, I, I know that cock is a very sharp sharp word much it's interesting because i i'm not a huge fan of the word cunt uh because of its sharpness i know you know Vinny being from australia he'll love the word cunt and uses it a lot um but yeah i know Vinny probably has a a different take on that from his australian background but it is still uh very biting in america to say that word and then watch the reaction of the people around you who are like well yikes if you want to if just for for the reference of the rest of this episode, uh, Tom, this is a safe place to say that word, just so you know. Uh, if you want to spit it out there and just test the ground, you're very welcome to. We will not judge you. We've used it. My mum always tells me when she listens to the episode where I say it, oh, you said the C word again. I wasn't too happy about that. Uh, but yeah, if you need to use it, if you want to test yourself, uh, feel free to. But but I love your mother and I feel like your mother loves me and I don't want to disappoint her, but I appreciate you giving me the freedom to say that word. If I wanted to, you're, you're, you're a good cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Spot on. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So why, why is it that, and I've, I've, noticed this from not afar, but in conversation, why is it that in America, cunt is so much worse than the word 
twat. I feel like twat is equally as sharp and aggressive as cunt, but you can call someone a twat and get away with it. You can't call someone a cunt and get away with it. Do you know why? Oh, I disagree. It is not nearly as sharp. Oh. And it's so uh, unexpected and unpopular in terms of usage that most... Ah, so people are unsuspecting. Yeah, it's more like the novelty of it. Whereas, like when you say when you say cunt, everyone's like, "This just went to another level," which I, I didn't even know we had access to. <laughs> <laughs> this is Area Fifty One. <laughs> yeah, and in like especially in today's climate, uh, just the even if you're saying it to a guy, if there is a woman within earshot, she will just assume that it was directed at her. Or regardless that you don't, you shouldn't be using that word in the presence of a woman or at all. It's like, it's going the same way as bitch, which was a term of endearment among men for a long time and has now been relegated to like, kind of like the same realm as cunt, which is anything that was once derogatory towards women is no longer acceptable. And they're all pretty uh, inflammatory, but twat never got to that level. I do um I do have a slight confession to make here. I have um called my mother the the c word uh at at a point in time and it wasn't uh, <laughs> How was it received? Well, so it, it wasn't it wasn't taken terribly. Now again, not one of my proudest moments, but this was on a a a, a it was a drunken night. We were on a bar crawl with um, multiple friends and um, you know we had been to three or four bars already so you know just getting a little loose and you know kind of much like this conversation it came up that you know why are we giving power to a word that doesn't deserve this much power like cunt and I said hey mom you're you're the best cunt around and then she kind of like was like what and everyone was like oh and I, (laughs) I I may have gotten slapped I don't know Drew, thank you for being vulnerable about calling your mom the C word because. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I you appreciate know, that. yeah, listen, I, I mean, I, again, not one of my proudest moments. Uh, and I think, and actually, now that I think of it, I, I think I may have gotten slapped. I, I can't remember. Uh, it was a, it was a foggy night. Again, like I said, three or four bars in. Um, but uh, I, I've done it and got away with it, kind of. Yeah, that is, that is rarefied air. Right to get yeah yeah not I don't think I don't think many people can say that they've called their mom a cunt and gotten away with it. But I think the reason why that that word is so uh, like inflammatory is because there's no there's no notch above it. There's no rebuttal that anyone could say back to you, especially a woman that was like, "What, what can you call me that would rile me up as much as what I just called you?" I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of that word. Dick? It's not cock. Yeah. And it's not dick. No. <laughs> right. It's it's Is it is it cum guzzler? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest, that stings a little bit. <laughs> it is It's a little it's that a little... or the cum dumpster. I think are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you could uh you would if you called someone a cum dumpster it would be worse well, than cum. Just... But it's, it's a great true. word. It's a great word. <laughs> it's true, but yeah, cum dumpster. I mean, I like when you break down the actual science of what that is. It's like, okay, yeah, you've been just in so many times. You're a <laughs> trash can full of something that comes from a man's testicles. Yeah, it's like a it's a community receptacle. It's not like one person has a dumpster. There's like an entire like complex of people and buildings who put their cum inside of you. <laughs> no, it's it's uh it's true. You don't you don't Tom's right. You don't look around at your kitchen and say that, you know, that's the dumpster. That's the trash can or the trash receptacle and you don't, you know, each apartment or each person has their own receptacle that right. they then take their trash out to yeah. to the dumpster and that that's where all the trash goes. I mean, so, it's like it's said truly like someone who's lived the cum dumpster at some point. <laughs> I don't, I don't not know that why you that... became of it, but not that you became it, but maybe you contributed. <laughs> oh. Like I, like I have used a cum dumpster before. I, 
I haven't, and I'm not sure why that would be a prerequisite for understanding the just, like etymology no, you, of you it. You said it so eloquently. That's why. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, like a a cum dumpster is a is a receptacle of receptacles. So, like Drew was just saying, sure. like I would dump my own cum can <laughs> into a cum dumpster, which would then just be, be taken to like a cum dump. And then, and then that would be hopefully in a cum landfill, or hopefully recycled or upcycled. Recycled cum. Oh my god! I I would prefer for my this comes one hundred percent recyclable. Yeah, my if, my, god. if my cum could be carbon neutral, I'd prefer it. <laughs> so responsible. I mean, cum is one hundred percent biodegradable. After all, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My cum has a lot in common with apple cores and, and banana peels. <laughs> oh, this is uh, too good. I'm glad. Yeah, we're, we're kind of stuck in the cum, if you will. Yeah, we can't really get out of it at this point. I told you this is what this podcast is about. A lot of a lot of pee pee poo poo caca talk and apparently cum dumpster talk. But um, what about I should let's try to bring it back. What any other phrases? Uh, any other uh, favorite words, Vinny? What What about you? I mean, we haven't heard from you yet. So, what What are favorite? Hey, sorry, let me just get out of the pile of cum I've been in. Um, uh, in our house, because I have kids, you have to be careful what you say. That happens a lot. Uh, the one thing I think I go to the most is dingus. Oh, what a! It's a great word. I love dingus. It's such a. It's me too. That's a good it one. Is. Yeah, we we love it, but the boys say it enough that sometimes even Jen's like, "Okay, can we stop calling each other dinguses?" So when that gets too much for everybody, I then progress to nugget. I like calling people nuggets. Is it just makes me think of like a chunk of poo or something. I don't know, like a little nugget. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just where my mind goes. It it is kind of endearing, you know. Like, oh, you stop. You're being a little nugget. Oh my gosh, you're. So yeah, such a cute little nugget. But you can also—it's all an inflection. I mean, you can—you can sometimes I'll be like, oh, "Stop being a little nugget." I'm really thinking in my mind like shithead is probably what I'm thinking, but it comes out as nugget. <laughs> it's interesting that your mind, your mind went to like turd nugget, and my mind went to gold nugget, which I think would be a, a more <laughs> well. That's great because I went to chicken nugget, so we have three three minds <laughs> working in in tandem. That deserves a good yeah, game. That's I just think of maybe it's the kids like wiping a lot of kids' butts. I'm just like, you know, you go down to wipe, you you can't not see the turds in the toilet. You're like, oh look, there's your little nuggets that you dropped in the toilet. Oh, you're a nugget too. Okay, bye. But don't you look at your own nuggets, too? You're acting like it's weird to see you yes, poop in a toilet. everyone but. does. Mine aren't nuggets, though. Mine are more like, I don't know, boulders, like I guess. logs. Yours are more like logs. logs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nugget logs? Listen, no, you're, you're lying to yourself if you've never looked in the toilet once and seen, um, you know, like little nuggets. Maybe sometimes you have, like, little ploppers that come out. I kind of liken it yeah. to... Those? Yeah, yeah you, it, they're kind of like uh, little deer poops. I, I kind of like describing mm-hmm. them. Did, everyone has those every once in a while. It's true. I'm having a hard time relating to this because I'm I'm more in like shredded beef land. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But. Uh, you're kind of, yeah, you're recoiling. And I thought we were in a safe place, but I guess that, that only applies <laughs> no, to no, cock loving. <laughs> Good to know where the line is. Oh no, cock loving and and come worshiping. <laughs> okay, but my my gastrointestinal distress is one too far. All right, good to know. Uh, no, listen, it, this is a safe space. We we have <laughs> we've acknowledged this, uh, but you should get that checked out. Uh, other phrases. What else do I use a lot? What do I what do I use, Drew? You, you talk to me. We talk a lot. We do a podcast together. What do you hear oh, me say? I don't. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think here. I mean, we've kind of covered it all, right? You use dingus a lot. Um, the cunts. You call people cunts all the time. I can throw one out that my wife called me recently. 
Oh yeah, Please. let's hear it. A uh, pickle liquor. <laughs> pickle liquor. It's a an alternative. It's a fifth grade alternative to cocksucker. No, it's good. Pickle liquor. Yeah. I've, yeah, kind of like uh, kind of like pecker face, huh? Yeah, it's in the same vein. Yeah, and I'll I'll have you know that uh, in Surfs Up, and I think um, I think this is a, like a PG rated film. Uh, one of the one of the penguins turns to the other penguin. If you've never seen it, you should see it. But it, it turns to the other penguin and calls him a pecker face. And I was like, what? He just called him a dick face. It's very clever. What a, what, a, what a roundabout way of telling us that Surfs Up is your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it's, it's, it's actually Haley's. It's, it's my girlfriend. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. So she, uh, God, I don't know, for the longest time, um, I think she watched it a lot after school or something with one of her friends. And uh, she put it on when she's doing homework and stuff. So by association, I've seen it plenty of times. How often does she call you a peck face? Um, not a whole lot. We, um, we saved that word for foreplay mostly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, no, listen, I, she never gets mad at me because I'm, I'm just really imperfect. So. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> setting, uh. setting the bar so high for all of us. Yeah. No, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, I I'm, like the, I'm not perfect. None of us are. Uh, Haley's an angel. I like the play on that though, because obviously they're birds. They pick things. That's very cheeky. Very cheeky. Yeah, yeah. And but maybe I was. It's seems, clever, but maybe like not as good as pickle liquor. I'm gonna start using that. Yeah, that is a good one. Do do you, does she ever find you licking pickles or just for fun? I mean, yeah, that's where it came from. Was <laughs> treating a a giant dill pickle as a popsicle. Oh no! Just because I like how briny they are, <laughs> and one thing led to another, and now I'm a pickle licker for the rest of my life. I don't know. I, I could I could imagine you in the kitchen with a big jar of like full pickles, with uh, some, you know, kitchen skewers, just putting them on skewers and then sticking them in the freezer for later <laughs> later treats, while wearing a dress. <laughs> oh god! Do you think um, do you think they've ever used like the the juice, the pickle juice, and put that into like a popsicle maker and frozen that? So, do you guys often have million dollar ideas on this podcast? Because <laughs> we, we just we do a lot actually. We just invented pickle pops. Pickle pops, I love it. Two two episodes ago, we thought about opening a uh, strip club called the Crab Shack. <laughs> where uh, it's it's an all-you-can-eat crab buffet and a strip club. And the strippers, I mean, they're open to anybody's fantasies. They will also fart on you if you so, so desire. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's just one of our million-dollar ideas. I don't know. Crab, eating crab at a strip club just sounds like an invite to some kind of food poisoning incident to me. I don't know why. Well, I'll open up a competing strip club next door called The Clam. It just has all-you-can-eat clams. Oh, oh God. God. And, <laughs> and, and some pickle pops. And, and pickle pops and lap dances. Yeah, and I'll, um, I'll open up a third strip joint across the street, and uh, I'll call it, mine will be called Moister Than an Oyster. Um, and we'll have uh, oyster bars... Uh, at the strip joint and one of the things that you can buy is to have the strippers shuck the oysters for you um it'll just be another uh, service service that we offer at moisture than an oyster yeah i like that and that just kind of made me like think that. of like a, a shuck and fuck <laughs> as a something you could offer like a package deal so it's a brothel as well a shuck and fuck. Well, yeah. I mean, most strip clubs are, aren't they? Are they? I've never been. I don't know. We've we've discussed this too. I've we been... talked about this. Yeah, I've never been to a strip club either. I do feel like though that every strip club should offer uh, the shuck and fuck package. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> shuck and a fuck. I mean, if that's not a phrase you already had part uh, to use, uh, Tom, you got to use that now. I know. I mean, you guys are very inspiring. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm coming up with bangers. I got pickle pops. I got shuck and fuck. Oh no! 
I feel as if it's in the same vein as kind of like a, a dinner, uh, dinner and a movie, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's like it's like um, you know you take your girl out uh, for dinner and then take her to the movies. Well, this is just you take her out to oyster right. bar and then you know the following ensues. It's a shuck and fuck. Are both of you guys fans of oysters? No, yeah. nope, not a fan, not a fan at all. They're just like, expensive so, boogers, right? <laughs> I mean, I both of you guys know. Like, I love food. I cook. It's just one thing. Like, I think I would like. I just can't get into it. Yeah, too slimy. I don't. I don't get it. I, cooked oysters are actually pretty good. Like I've had them deep fried at like um, like southern restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've had them uh, smoked. Smoked oysters are pretty good. But the whole like I've tried. I just and I'm like I'm not. I'm just I'm not one of those people. I don't understand. Like I'm not put off by a lot of textures. That it doesn't make me gag or anything. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's not a it's not a fun time. I have had it before, but like shooting the oyster and I. Again, Tom kills it. It's an expensive booger. That's what it is. Yeah, they are expensive boogers, I'm, yeah. I'm very texture sensitive when it comes to my culinary experiences, and that is one that I was never able to get over. What's the worst texture for you? Um, just like that. I don't know what the proper term for it is, but like that rubbery kind of and it's always associated with like asian cuisine like um octopus like at a sushi restaurant that kind of thing where it's like got a little bit of slime to it a little bit of rubbery chewiness and it does like like the swallow is the worst part of it oh god right which you could say that a lot about a lot of things that the swallow is the worst part of it (laughs) take it back to the start of the podcast but not about pickle pops. No, no, that's true. Because that's all about the swallow. Pickle pops. It's all about the swallow. <laughs> now I just got a tagline. That's perfect. That's what we come up with here. <laughs> pickle pops. It's all about the swallow. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've got one of my kids is like knocking and yelling at the door. <laughs> no, you're good. Hey, it's part of this podcast. You know what I'm saying? The the. The liveliness of it, if you will. Super calm. That's every day. (laughs) Do you find it's easy to meditate in your home? (laughs) When they're asleep, does that count? (laughs) Uh, My kids have been going a little stir crazy with everything that's been going on. They're the ones that I think... Jen and I I have found it like pretty relaxing because we're just in circumstances that we're not usually where we get to spend this much time. And, you know, I think... I know like a lot of people have been going really crazy with everything that's been going on, but we're busy enough with kids that between doing other things, you know, whether it's like housework or playing Animal Crossing or something, uh, we're kept very busy, but the kids are definitely getting a little bit, uh, get some cabin fever. Yeah, that's probably to be expected. I feel like it's probably kind of like a cliche at this point, but I feel like I am thriving under these conditions i was born to be relegated to my home for extended periods of time (laughs) and i can only imagine what it's like for like uh someone between the ages of three and 15 to not be able to get out and go like socialize and stuff um i feel like at that age it's when it's most important and the most beneficial to be doing that and then as you get older, you progressively learn that most people suck and your circle gets smaller and smaller until you're like me, where you just, you met one person that you like and you just live with them in your tiny shack. And when the government tells you that you have to stay there for four weeks, you kind of rejoice. But (laughs) yeah. uh, If you, uh, you know, I sympathize with your plight having kids that are, you know, there's only so many crafts you can do at home. There are so many games of hide-and-seek before they're like, there's got to be something else here. Yeah, I mean, massive shout-out to my wife. She's done an amazing job at, like, keeping them busy and having tasks for them and stuff. But, yeah, like you said, there's there's only so much time. I have taken them on some little walks, but I'm still shocked at how many, like, people on a larger scale, particularly at, like, parks, you know, even though we've been pretty distanced from everybody, how many people are still out there one of our local parks has a huge um, frisbee golf course and those fuckers are out there every fucking day 
going to town with their like little portable fucking Bluetooth speakers, you know, cranking it with their groups of buddies, you know, playing fucking frisbee golf, like it's nobody's. Yeah, I heard from a buddy of mine yesterday that there are grown ass men walking onto closed normal golf courses right now and just taking advantage of the fact they don't have to pay for it and just acting like everything's normal listen you can you can partake in in a good nice game of golf and still uh, observe social distance distancing the most the most you can really play play with is a foursome so why not they're saying anything under five right isn't that the uh, official direction so last i heard you. you were supposed to just sit in a room quietly by yourself so, <laughs> so that that's what i've been doing for two weeks that's perfect that's yeah. amazing it's been a really good time for personal growth and trying to really get to know tom a little bit better <laughs> hi tom this is tom how are you <laughs> oh, okay just enjoying a pickle pop oh okay cool <laughs> a pickle pop oh it's amazing hey later do you want to go out for a shotgun fuck yeah <laughs> Jesus, a shuck and fuck. I think it's one of my favorite phrases already. It's up there for me too, shuck and fuck. I'm just trying to think of a way I can introduce it to my wife and not sound too crass, you know, and this is because she's not really an oyster person, but I don't know. Maybe she'll be into it. My wife likes oysters, so. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Yeah. Shuck and fuck it is. Once this coronavirus <laughs> bullshit's over, I'm going to make that proposal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> very nice what other phrases hey have um we got? i th- i th- you know you know what one of my favorite phrases to say each each and every week i think i know what it is okay it's time for how much with your host vincent morning there you go <laughs> oh thank That's you one of my favorite phrases uh do you want to enlighten us with the the most recent version of how much uh i do chom i'm sure you played this game before with buddies how much yeah i have a feeling that i have because i'm okay. a degenerate and a juvenile <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's i think all of, of us have played list. some yeah. version of this game before right right yeah we have all right. You guys both ready? Ready. How much to fill all the pockets you are currently wearing with a stranger's pubic hair and deal with it for a day? Oh, my God. <sighs> this is probably a little bit too close to home because I asked Drew recently about something kind of similar but with mayonnaise because he really doesn't like mayonnaise. but. <laughs> Like, really, really, really doesn't like mayonnaise. So that's why I asked him. But I felt like pubic hair was uh, a little bit more broad, you know? Listen, I, I, I'll also share that I, I'm not a big fan of other people's hair either. So this, yeah. is, <laughs> <laughs> this is really, this, is, this, this would be really tough, especially pubes, dude. Pubes are, like, really wiry and just dirty. It's not like stuffing, you know, regular hair, like on top of your head type hair in your pockets. It's, oh God. And it would, I feel like it would be in your, in your, in that piece of clothing, whatever you're wearing for like, you would just find random pubes for a good six or seven wash cycles. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like they would like pierce through the fabric and tickle your uh, skin too. Cause they're so coarse that they just kind of, you know go through some of the fibers and it'd probably be a little bit itchy. I feel like, you know, maybe like if you ever, I mean, I'm not saying I cut my pews, but maybe I do. I'll, I'll leave it open to the listeners to, to gauge whether they think I do or not. But <laughs> anybody that maybe has knows there can be a little bit of uh, discomfort and itchiness. Uh, and I feel like that would be the circumstance. And I, I'm just talking pockets too. The, the how much was just pockets. But if you're wearing a jacket or even if you have a sweater or a t-shirt with pockets, there's going to be some pubes in there. It's any pockets on the items of clothing that you're wearing. So you can use your imagination as to what pockets you have to deal with. If it's just in your pants, then we're thinking, what, 
Four pockets, two on the side, two on the back. I'm actually in a good spot here if we're doing exactly what we're wearing because I'm I'm wearing a pair of sweats that only have two pockets. Okay. So this is um this is, I'm in a good situation. What about you, Tom? I am not in a good situation. <laughs> I am wearing a pair of jeans that have the typical four pockets and then the right front pocket has a tiny like change oh, pocket. Yes. yes. I don't know how many cubes you could fit in that pocket and i don't (laughs) i don't put anything in there as it is but i feel like my lower half would be pretty puby and i'm also wearing a t-shirt that has a chest pocket oh man so that's visible that's people can see pubes overflowing out of that that's that for me that would add some some cash to the to the answer yeah and if we're talking about like abrasiveness that is like right on my chest so mm-hmm. some of those pubes are going to be pointing back in on my skin. And every time I move my arms or walk, I'm going to get like a little chafage, little pube chafe on my chest. So that's something <laughs> worth noting too. I was also thinking, I feel like if I, if I volunteered for this, not volunteer, I'm not doing it for free. <laughs> Once I determine the price, if it's happening to me, I feel like I could wrap my head around that there is something in my pockets that I don't want to touch and to not put my hands in my pockets. And that would last this, for maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. And then I'd forget. And I'd reach in my oh. pocket for my phone or my keys and then just basically be like digging my fist into a Brillo pad. Oh, God. I'm cringing right now because that sounds miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you described it as a Brillo pad because it really is. <laughs> I think, so, <clears throat> given my phobia of other people's hair, uh, I think I would take, it. it's a whole day, Vinny? Yes. It's a, let me just double check, because I know I wrote this, but, yeah. How much to fill all the pockets you are currently wearing with a stranger's pubic hair and deal with it for a day? Okay. Um... I I also have zippers on my pockets, so I I'm again I'm in a good situation, so I would do this for a thousand dollars. Okay, All right. it's a little higher than normal, but um, than some no, of your you other are, questions. You, you but are listen, pretty high though, for the most part, you go pretty high. <clears throat> I don't want to subject myself to that bullshit. So no, look, I'm with, being nice. What I'm saying, uh, Drew, is that you're not a cum dumpster. No, <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. What I'm saying also is that um, if any of us runs into any sum of money, the first thing that I'm going to do is make you pick someone else's booger and eat it for whatever, however many 50 bucks you said. Um, In fact, I might do that still having uh, the income that I do. So (laughs) to me, this is, this is, I'm at at least at, at some sort of risk for actually having to do this. So $1,000 seems appropriate. Just real quick. Was that agreed upon in a previous episode that someone would eat a stranger's booger for $50? Yeah. The, actually, the first time we did this segment, that was a question I asked uh, Drew was, um, where do I have it? it? It was like how much to go up to a random stranger, pick their nose, and eat it. And he said $50, Tom. 50 fucking dollars to do that. And I was like, no fucking way. Yeah, I think there'd be a lot of bargaining when the day came for that to actually happen. You would, that's what, you'd want to multiply that many times over. I, I mean, I was impressed that my wife was like, yeah, I believe that you would do that. She, I mean, someone who's known me for as long as she has and been married to me for very long, she's like, yeah, I know you would do that. She had that much faith when I told her. I'm questioning everything now, then. I don't think I know you at all. <laughs> I'm just not... Like, things like that don't... And I, I don't eat boogers. I, I have eaten boogers as a child. I've talked about that. Uh, but it is disgusting, for sure. I just don't have that big a problem with someone else's, like, a booger. You know, as long as it's not the size of a fucking oyster. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of ironic that we don't like <laughs> oysters, but we would happily eat an actual booger. <laughs> yeah, I think if it was if it was if it wasn't so fucking slimy, it was a little bit like you know, I don't know. 
I don't need to gross people out more than they've probably been grossed out already by uh, some of the things we've talked about. But I just don't have that. That just doesn't, it doesn't, not a big problem for me, I don't think. Mm. That is a huge problem for me. I know that wasn't the question this time around, but if I can offer a number, it would be 10 grand. To eat someone's booger? Yeah. Drew, I think, was a grand, right? I think so. I can't remember. It was hot. It was definitely more. It was way more than what you said. So, mm. yeah, I, I know. know I know. I said. I know. I said like fifty bucks. That's just something that doesn't really disgust me. I don't know why. It just doesn't. Putting stuff in my mouth costs a premium <laughs> across the board, even if it's not boogers. What about? Can we put a price on a shark and fuck? <laughs> I'll do that for free, baby. <laughs> God, Aussie Button God fucking delivering so fucking perfectly. Oh, God. Oh, man. Praise be on to Aussie Button God, please. Yes. Uh, Tom, how much How much would this specific scenario take for you to do? See, that's the thing. Is This is not an issue for me. The pubes? What? Yeah. I mean, I could... The tactile thing of like forgetting that they're in there and sticking my hand in there and having like a little bit of a, a rash the next day on my chest from you know like abrasive pubis is <laughs> that's definitely like going to take into account like I, I need a stipend for ointment added into this but five hundred bucks okay would do that happily. Just... <laughs> Have we ever talked about Drew? Like, this is—is is this how you win this? Whoever goes the lowest—is that how they win? Well, yeah, if, I, if it's a competition, it's for free. I would—I would do it just for the sake of winning. <laughs> oh, damn! Because that's how—that's okay. how needy I am. So five. How, so f- Vinny, how much? How much did Chris say that he would put chocolate up his anus and and let it melt it? I—I remember it being low, that, lower than I thought it would. I think it was a hundred. Okay, yeah, so another not one quite. That I would do for free. <laughs> Is that the one where you put chocolate up your ass and then go out into the sun <laughs> until it melts? Yeah, yeah. I I said this to Drew uh, recently. Uh, I know I said this to Tom recently when I was talking to him about having on the podcast. Drew, I said I explained to him that, that was one of the how muches that we did, and he said free. <laughs> Only because I can tell you from experience that your the heat of your body will melt it before the sun does. It's true. That's fair. That's fair. I still don't know if I would enjoy chocolate up my anus. So, uh, and I think that there's something to be said that I don't know that you, I don't know that you could, could you do that to yourself? You can, and I have. (laughs) (laughs) Would you, what you're saying for yourself, you could, yeah, I had to stick a candy bar up my ass. Of course I fucking could. I don't know how easy it would go up, but I could 100% stick it up there, or at least try. Yeah, after seeing what can come out, I have a pretty good sense of what can go in. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think Tom's pretty limited to shredded beef-style uh, candy bars, <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Hey, that was another episode of How Much with Vinny Bornay. Thank I should you. have asked too, Vinny. We didn't actually get your answer. I jumped the gun a little bit there. That's all right. How much? Can... How much it would it take you? Um, I'm not like a huge fan. I always think about how disgusting it would be to be a hairdresser. I see all the hair on the ground when sometimes when you've been at a hairdresser, and I'm like, you fucking clean this shit up. Why is there all these people's hair here? I feel like they're meant to clean it up more regularly, but I don't know. I feel like everybody's been to the hairdresser where they don't do it as regularly as they should. Um, Two fifty. To deal with someone's pubes. I feel like I, you, I know both of you said that you would be good at dealing with it, but I feel like I would fucking forget. But even then, I don't know. It doesn't bother me that much. I think the worst thing would be is like I'd put my hand in my pocket and come out and someone gets stuck under my fucking fingernail or some shit. Uh. <laughs> or what about, what about like forgetting, you know, you forget that it's in there and then you get it all out and then there's like one strand still kind of hanging on and then you go to like, you know, stroke your beard or something like that, and then that that pube is lost in that in that thick beard of yours, Vinny. That would be became, scary to me. That pube has become one with me. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've embraced it. My beard hairs come out all the time, and I'll be honest. Uh, to the stranger, no one would know if it was a beard hair or a pube. Let's no, be honest. That's true. It's that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can, can confirm on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom. Thanks. Thanks for joining us um, on this episode. That was fun. Uh, we'll definitely have to have you again. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was awesome. Yeah, hope you had some fun, some giggles. I did, and I feel like I'm going to be a millionaire now. Listen, thanks for helping me brainstorm ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you just let me know when you want to open up the shuck and fuck uh, strip bar, or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever we decided. Uh, we'll we'll co-sign on that together. Is that um, is that actually the name of it? Is it called the shuck and fuck? No, it's the clam and a service oh, okay. that we offer right. is the shuck and fuck. Or no, the uh, oh the, yes, 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 the moister oyster. <laughs> moister oyster. God, you get a oh, shuck and fuck and a moister oyster. Wow. Yeah, we're franchising. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, everyone, be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Our social media websites, you can visit us on Instagram at Without Definite Aim Podcast. You can visit us on Twitter at WDA Podcast. Um, also, don't forget to go to our YouTube page. Uh, simply search Without Definite Aim and we'll come up there. Uh, so you have plenty of options to check out all the content coming out from, from us. Um, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate that. Tell us how much or how little you enjoyed Tom being on the episode. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for, uh, again, Tom, thanks for being here. And uh, yeah, we thank will you, see Tom. you all next week. Thanks, guys. All right. See ya. Bye.